Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. So, we went to Gallifrey One again. Yes, we did. Aren't we lucky? For our fourth year in a row, we are really privileged to be able to go. Mm-hmm. To be able to afford that trip every year, afford tickets. It's one of the least expensive cons out there because it's completely volunteer run, but it's still expensive to go and expensive to stay in LA. And Yeah, and now we're a little bit broke. Not like we can't pay our bills, but you know, yeah, so. It was good to go this year, although we didn't get to stay at the hotel this year. Right. Which we got to the last two years in a row. Yes, we did. Last year, you were able to get the con rate, and the year before that, you cobbled together a bunch of independent, like, one at the con rate and one at, like, Expedia, and one, another one at, like, Expedia or Orbitz or somewhere else that you got a discount. We're never going to pay full price because the Marriott is stupidly expensive. Yeah, I cobbled it together with con rate days sprinkled in between. Well, it's only a couple days, but, you know. right. But I'm not very swift at the computer. No. And I, I wasn't able to grab that. Yes. And this time. because I was in a school and not at a nice office job like I have now, on the day that the hotel released its block of con rooms, mm-hmm. I was not able to be at the computer in the 15 minutes that those things sell out. Right. Like you said, you're not that fast at the computer. And I think that day you ended up having something else to do anyway. And so you were like, I don't know if I'll get back to the computer in that five minute, 10 minute window anyway, which it's my understanding that those rooms get sold out between five and 15 minutes. They do. There's usually a few strays. And I had one day, like a Saturday. I think they put the most days into the weekend part, which sometimes means you can get a a Saturday Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the Friday and the Sunday, that doesn't help you very much. No, it doesn't. So anyhow, hopefully you'll be able to get us the hotel. And if not, uh, I didn't mind where we were staying. I mean, it was nice and quiet. Mm -hmm. I thought the beds were hard. And and our friend Nancy said that they were at the Hilton again. And she thought the beds there were too soft. I remember the beds being soft when we stayed at the Hilton. Too soft? Yeah. I don't know if they were too soft, but I remember them being very soft. I I like a firm bed. Mm -hmm. So I was not bothered by the beds at the hotel we stayed at. But I was bothered by the fact that I had been spoiled the past two years staying at the Marriott. (laughs) Right, because you can go back to your room quite easily to to get things. Even if you're on another floor, there's enough stairways. And that's where I saw, last year where I saw, uh, the Brigadier's Daughter. Kate, Kate Lethbridge-Stewart played by My Brain is Fried Now. It is too late in the day. Yes, I, I rode the le- the elevator with her. She was in the stairwell, too, with her daughter, I think. Okay. Yeah, because the stairwell is just easy. Yes, especially if you're going down. If you're going up and are going far up, it might take a while. But you can go up one or two floors and get the elevator a whole lot easier than if you try and catch it on one of the main floors. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, logistics. Logistics. That was my biggest frustration this year was logistics because when we stayed at the Marriott, I could run back to my room, get something and be back at whatever panel I wanted to go to, whatever event I was supposed to be at, whatever thing I was supposed to be assembling, disassembling, helping. And this year I had to pack my whole day into a backpack. Because it was not a five-minute, well, 
It was five minutes from the end of the driveway of the Marriott around the block to our hotel, to the front door of our hotel. That then doesn't you have to go to the elevator and all that. Yes, stuff. there's yeah. an additional five minutes getting through the hotel to the room. There's an additional three to five minutes getting out to the street to walk around the block from inside the Marriott, wherever you're at in the con. Yeah, depending on which day, it could be more minutes. It, it could. could. Be, yeah. And then add that all up going back the other way again. I was not up for that. You were a couple times just because you needed some personal time or you wanted to I get away from the crowds. Shoes and yes. I don't care if I go away from the people for a few minutes. It's fine. Yeah. I was not feeling it, so I just packed my whole day, including a spare change of clothes in case I would need it. And extra ribbons to pass out to our passer-outer people, mm -hmm. which last year we had two or three hundred of each. The year before that we had a hundred of each. Every year we've run out of at least one. This year we ran out of she. We didn't run out of they or he, but we did run out of she. Yeah, I thought that's what we usually run out of first. It is, which... Thinking culturally, that's not too surprising. She is significantly less likely to feel like her personhood is under attack than he is by demonstrating that he is he. I shouldn't need to tell everyone. They should just know. And if I have to tell them, well, I'm not going to think about that because that's scary. <laughs> right. Which is funny to me, but it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <sighs> but I hear from Radio Free Scarrow podcast that Sean has indicated to them that they're going to open up a larger space for meetups next year. That would be good because the LGBTQ meetup um, had to have like uh, somebody posted outside the door to make sure there weren't too many people in there because there were too many people. They were counting heads and they it literally was, were having to kick bodies out because they were not, the they were above fire code. spilling into the hallway. It was a big party. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was nice to see that many there. Whovians. No, um, I eventually did go in there, but I kind of made my way right back out because... All the cool kids were in the hallway anyway. <laughs> well, you were in there and I couldn't go in there, but I just, it was I, fine. It was crowded. Yeah, we were coming from different directions, I think, at that point. Like one of us had gone to the bathroom and so I got in there before you did. And then by the time you got there. It was too late. You were going to put them above fire codes, so you were not yeah, allowed in. I was. Neither were about 50 and, other people. And then though. there was a whole bunch of other people out there with me. Right. Well, then somebody came out with this little piece of paper of... Of what they were trying it was to do in an icebreaker bingo thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. find someone who does this or who has that or, yeah. you know, and yeah. then they had, what was it? Rainbow lanyards or rainbow ribbons or rainbow. I have no idea. Rubber band bracelets or because I don't know. To fill out the paper, you had to talk to the people. Oh, you weren't going to do that. I was just going to hang out. And after a decade and a half of teaching, I am morally averse to icebreaker bingo. <laughs> Understandable. I have had to do that far too many times. I am over it. Forever <laughs> and ever. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did not do that, but I, you know, I saw the people that I knew and I said hi to the people who were adjacent to them, including the guy who was hitting on you. Yeah, that happens to me it if I go to a queer thing. does, because yeah. you're... You're not perceived as the 
former Butch Dyke anymore. You're not perceived mm-hmm. most of the time even as a trans guy anymore. Yeah, You're even just with, even with my shaved face at that point because I had shaved my face for my for cosplay. your cosplay. Yes, yeah. you did have a shaved face, which is funny. Mm-hmm. It's growing back in. I like it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I like yeah. it more when it's the little patch on the bottom than when it's all the way across. But I'm happy that you have something you like. Me too. Yay! So, I, so I, anyway, yeah. Unless I'm otherwise convinced, I don't. I don't think I'm going to do cosplay. I think I'm going to take a year off from it next time. Yeah. And then I can just keep my mustache. And um, you I think it? I'm going to wear a, a queer shirt to the queer thing. You should wear one of your trans shirts yeah. that I got you when we went to Love Lab. Yeah, then they'll, then they'll know what's going on. Yes. I, that I doesn't agree. mean the guys won't hit on me. Yes. But I, I think I'm going to wear some crossover cosplay next year. I'll still do my 13, but I might decide to cross it over with some Trek or some video game I don't know yet, but I'm going to cross it over with another one of my fandoms yet to be determined. Okay, you do that. And also, what I wore to work today, my Star Trek shirt, Mm -hmm. my TNG Mm -hmm. polo that I got from Think Geek, not sponsoring our podcast. No, Um, you could skip that if you want to. You could just say your your shirt. that, That way they know which one I'm wearing because there are a handful of... Star Trek polos out there. Mm-hmm. But it was funny not to go on a complete rabbit trail. I'm rolling my eyes now. <laughs> I wore this shirt, and last time I wore it a couple weeks ago. Your boss said, I have that shirt. Didn't no, you? it was the other, the other, the, the solid blue one, not oh, the oh, TNG okay. color block one. Okay. Because I have more than one Star Trek work shirt. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> mm. But I was wearing this one from TNG, the color block polo, and... The new guy at work, which it's funny to say the new guy because I still feel like the new guy, mm-hmm. but the new er guy says, so are you Crusher or Troy? And I looked at him for a second like, do I look like either Dr. Cheerleader or Dr. Milf to you? <laughs> I'm motherfucking Pulaski, all right? <laughs> Did you say that? Not all of those words. I, I, I was hoping you didn't say all of those words. That's good, dear. Good job keeping some of the words in. No, and at that point, I was having, like, I couldn't think of Pulaski's name. I said, no, the other doctor. <laughs> and he just looked at me confused for a second. And he looked at me confused, even though he has two Picard Funko Pops on his desk. Two, not just one. Probably gifts, because you know. Fake geek boy. I figured out. <laughs> here's, here's how our rabbit trail is going to go. Okay. I figured out. You know, like my supervisor always gives us Christmas presents, and I don't know if the other supervisors do that. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, then my supervisor's always trying to figure out what kind of presents to give and all this nonsense. And I thought of the other day, because I guess it was on my mind because there's an interview coming up. I thought what I would do is just buy them car washes, because everybody needs to wash their car. Yeah. See? Solved. Mm-hmm. I was very pleased with myself. Good job. <laughs> you are interviewing for a supervisory position soon. We hope I, you get it. I am. I feel like I need to clear my head a little, you know, and get, get things sorted out a bit so I'll be ready for it. Right. I did stop and get a suit that fits because my other suit somehow got to be too small. Last somehow. year, everything was too big on me. So then I ate a bunch of food and all the pants, I wear smaller pants, but 
All of the shirts are too tight now. Yes. My arms don't fit right. My shoulders. Your your thigh muscles did not come back the way they had been. They are still definitely masculine thigh muscles, but they didn't get as thick as they had previously been. And your upper body gained more when you recovered from diverticulitis and sepsis and all the other nonsense. Yeah. Well, I don't mind too much. My dress shirts, my work shirts fit me better. They're not quite as... I mean, everything was very baggy last mm-hmm. year, so... But your cosplay fit. It did. It still fit. Bringing this rabbit trail back yeah. to Galley. And, and I was glad because last year, my first doctor pants were were really baggy. Like, I put them on and I was like, whoa, good thing I have you a belt. You had a belt, yes, because you had just... You were still recovering from your intestinal resection last year. Yeah, and I wasn't, I hadn't gained the weight back. I just wasn't gaining it. No, because your intestines were still not absorbing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, all your cosplay fit this year. Mm -hmm. Your first doctor, and then you were Graham O'Brien, which I think, did anybody pick up on that? I don't know. And I I was kind of bummed that more people didn't want to. Want to see the battery thing, because you made the battery thing, and it was really cool. I made the battery, and I even put a QR code on it so that you could get the picture if anybody scanned the QR code. I saw other people with QR codes with their cosplay props. Right. Not that I could get near them to scan it, but... Right. But, yeah, I QR coded a... If I did wear... Picture of Graham holding the battery and the woman who fell apart. A costume again. I would wear that one, but I wouldn't probably shave my face. No. And I think part of it was that you were missing the West Ham pin. We should have used the West Ham pin anyway, even though it was not the right one. Oh, yeah. We ordered the right one, and they didn't send the right one. They sent the wrong one. Because I'll have those. It's just jeans and a polo shirt and a little jacket. Right. You put a pin on and carry the fake battery around. Yeah. I like the little sayings you put on there. Where uh, yes, instead of having all the little disclaimers on the bottom edge of the battery, it had quotes from the that episode. Yeah, 139 layers, layers of, seven of which don't even make sense. Yeah. Yes. How long do we have to stand here? I'm getting a cramp. Yes. <laughs> do you mind, Graham? I'm trying to concentrate here or something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody recognized your Graham cosplay or not, but that was totally great. I even got my hair to go straight. Like your hair is so freaking curly. Yeah. And it was funny because you said, Oh, I know what to do to it. And you gave me some stuff and I told you it wasn't going to work and you put it on and it didn't work. And you were like, Whoa, (laughs) your hair is absolutely intent on being curly. Yeah. And even with heat, it still only kind of worked. And then some of the stuff that we used, it worked, but then it went right back as soon as like the within atmosphere got to it. <laughs> yes. Within an hour, it was curly again. Uh-huh. Yeah, I found some slick stuff from some Scandinavian place that some kid was using on YouTube. That's great. And I was like, hey, that looks like it'll work. And it did. It did actually work. My hair stayed that way. That's totally great. Yeah. So, but so I, yeah. I just wouldn't shave my face. I don't want to shave it. But yeah, that's that's wild. I um, came back to work and, and people said, oh, your mustache. Because you had the funny curly mustache, yeah. and that was, it, yeah. it was a great mustache, I have to it, say. It'll be back. That's what it I told It will be them. back. And, and the one uh, woman that sits near me said, your lip is naked. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. That is funny. Yeah. And the other guy that works in our area, he just he's had a beard for a long time, but he hasn't had a mustache in, he said, about 10 years, and he grew his mustache back. But his he's like under 30, and his mustache grew back in like a week. You know, mine takes a while. It does. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's already starting to curl at the ends. It is. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. So what else did we do at So, Kelly? yeah, that's, 
That's wild. And like we said, when we were at the LGBTQ meetup, and this is a thing that you said you had noticed when you go into queer spaces, that because you pass, nobody notices you for who you are. They just think you're a gay guy, that you're there for some other queerness. Yeah. And if I am there as a trans guy, they still get more the impression that they get the first impression of I must be gay if I'm standing there with all the gay people, you know? I mean, tall women are easier to notice as trans people. Yes. So, you know, I'm short. You might notice that, but the guy that was talking to me was short. Yes. The Mm -hmm. presumably cisgender guy from, what, Singapore, I think? Previously Australian? The Australian no, no, living the in the guy Singapore. that was hitting on me. No, that wasn't the Australian. Okay, no, that it was, was the other the, guy. That was the Australian guy. Was the guy I met in the elevator at our hotel? But he also came over and talked to us at the LGBTQ meetup, didn't he? No. Oh, okay. He did not. Oh, I thought it was the same guy. No. I. You're mi- mixing up your short-haired guys together. I. I guess. Apparently, am. Yeah. Anyway. No, that was some other guy. I. I don't remember what his name was or what he does. But anyhow. um, I'm pretty sure he was also at the queer meetup because I think that's where you introduced him to me. And then we bumped into him again at a coffee clutch and then again in the line for a reception. We bumped into him everywhere. It was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. He's very friendly. But the other guy, the other short guy. That poor poor guy, once he figured it out, he stood there and talked to us anyway just to be polite, but I felt bad for him. You could could (laughs) see his whole demeanor just like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Well, you know, what What was, what was What else was fun, and, and I think our little friends were in there, um, that we know some other queers that were in there, um, is uh, Josh from Web of Queer mm-hmm. was there. And so that was fun because he came there and uh, I, Michaela had talked him into it. She's also on Web of Queer mm-hmm. podcast. And so... He he was sitting there with her when we when we were there the first night, and I didn't know who was sitting there or if he was with her or what. Right. But I I was trying to hang out with him a bit because I liked talking to him, and um, he was super jet lagged and kept meaning to go to the grocery store and not getting there, and <laughs> so eating a lot of snacks instead. It was very funny. Yes, and so eventually we took yeah. him out for pizza because he was not getting to the grocery store and not getting to the grocery store, and his other friends were. Um, more financially suited for a weekend away than he was. And so he needed the grocery store. He couldn't just go to the restaurants. Yeah. Well, eventually he could. Which is usually what we do anyway. Yeah. We just go to the grocery store. Um, I think eventually he could buy something to eat because he had never spent any money on groceries. Right. Um, (laughs) But the problem was he didn't have his phone. He had to be connected to Wi-Fi. And he told me to message him on Instagram or Twitter or something, but he wasn't picking up the message because the rest of his hotel roommates were using up all the Wi-Fi because you could only have five devices on the Wi-Fi. You're, you're allowed between four and six devices per room. Mm-hmm. So, depending, and on, he just yeah. wasn't, he wasn't getting to it and being British, he, he wasn't very pushy about it. He was just sorry. So, yes. <laughs> uh, Fair. Yeah, accurate. Yeah. Yes. But when I did see him, it was nice to hang out with him. And uh, I, I, I should fi- figure out how to send him a message now that he's home. Yes. Probably by email or some uh, a- antiquated method. <laughs> I bet Michaela would know how to get a hold of him, and we definitely know how to get a hold of them. Yes, they know. But I didn't want to bother them about, hey, where's your roommate? While well, they were doing other things, because yeah. they had panels and things to do. And, yeah. You know. Well, she was actually... Well, they were actually only on the one thing this year. There were 
apparently a lot more applicants this year for panels and stuff. So I believe they were only in the academic track talking about asexuality and aromanticism in fandom, which we didn't get to because we had other responsibilities. Yes. And then we got to the LGBTQ thing partway through, which only a few minutes was overlapping with their talk, academic talk, which was kind of one of the discussions. Yeah, that was a frustration for them. Yeah. yeah. So, Eh. Anyhow, I didn't want to bother them the whole time of where's your roommate? Mm-hmm. How do I find your roommate? Because it was likely they didn't really know where he was at any given moment anyway, because he had no way of communicating, um, right. you know, right. any, any screen or digital device to... Yeah. Um, that's hard. Yeah. But... Because that's what we all do now. It was so great to meet him, though. Yeah. Yay! Like, in the old days, you'd say, hey, meet me here at this time. But when we tried that, um, one of us was usually missing from that spot where we said we could try to be. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, yes. that was fun to meet. I remember meet those days when before you would end a gathering, you would always plan the next gathering before anyone left. Yeah, you wouldn't wait and text them. Hey, where are you? Hey, can we hang out? Yeah. Or you would say, I will call you. I remember when you and I were first hanging out, we actually planned a phone call date. Well, we, we had toddlers at home. We did. And they needed to go to bed. They did. Yes. And so we it's would important stay for toddlers up. to go to bed. Hallelujah. <laughs> you and I would stay up stupidly late, though, on the phone, and both of us be like blithering idiots at work the next day because we were so tired. Yeah, it was totally great. That's how it works. It is. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just finding it amusing in, in hindsight. Oh, speaking of staying up too late. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you caught it. That's one of those 23 <laughs> and me questions is, do you catch other people's yawns right away? It is. I do. You do. Mm-hmm. I sometimes do. You, you mostly hiccup if you're tired. I do. I hiccup when I'm tired. <laughs> this is how you know that I'm only a little tired, that I'm actually yawning. If I was really tired, I would be hiccuping. But- and that, folks, is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So this is all the life that happens around it? Yeah, something like that. So I think we've mentioned before that we do help with the setup and teardown. Yes. With um, logistics. We've been on the TARDIS Movers Union for a couple years now. Yes, there's a couple new players this time and they seemed very keen on the project. It it was totally great. Um, If you look at the um, staff list on the Gallifrey One website, the TARDIS Movers Union is the only group of people that doesn't actually have all their names listed out. Like the the logistics people have their names listed and the con ops people have their names listed and the hall operations people have their names listed and the registration people have their names listed. And the TARDIS Movers Union doesn't. Nope. We don't have to be named. It's great. Mm, Yeah. We get the ribbon that says TARDIS Movers Union, which always makes me happy because Robbie's amazing. But when we were tearing down, there were a couple of tall, privileged, most of them were white, but I think there was one Latinx guy Mm -hmm. who was tall and looked fairly, I don't know if I would say privileged, but looked confident in himself. Yeah. And... These guys, they were, you know, they always need tall people to help do the first stages of disassembling the TARDIS. Yeah. Because you have to take the lid off first, the roof. Yes, the lid. The lid. (laughs) (laughs) So as we're doing this, it's funny to watch 
there's a very, very short woman who is not just short, she's very petite build. And she, for her profession, does like prop building, robot building, you know, technical type stuff Mm -hmm. for video production, Mm -hmm. I assume. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask too many questions, but Mm -hmm. TV commercials, shows. They're in LA. They're in LA. This is what a lot of people there do. Yeah. Stuff for media. Mm-hmm. And between her and Robbie, looking at these tall cisgender men who are quite certain that they know what they're doing. Robbie's not having it. Robbie is definitely not having it. And Robbie already has her number. She knows that they think they know what they're doing, and she knows that they don't know what they're doing, and she needs to tell them before they do it wrong. And, but she's been doing this long enough that she has mastered the balance of, I'm going to give this to you very straight, very direct, very instructionally, but not in a way that's going to harm your fragile sense of self. <laughs> but you're going to listen to me. But you are damn well going to listen to me. Because that's my TARDIS, and that's final. Exactly. Yeah. She got that shit down. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of amazing. And so I was standing there by the, the petite woman, whose name I can't think of right now, but she's awesome. She kicks ass. She and I are looking at each other and looking at these men and looking at each other and looking at these men. And you weren't there. I would have said this to you. So I said this to her instead. I said, isn't it amazing how many things can get screwed up by people who have been enculturated in their gender to think they know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me and she just, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then then our friend um, Reg was there and I said, see, Reg and I know that we are supposed to get our instructions before we do things. That's because you're trans guys. You were not enculturated in the gender that thinks they know what they're doing. That's right. And you, you said that because you had just had this conversation with... I'm like, yes. You, yeah, you guys know that you don't know. And you know that it's okay to wait for the instructions from the people who do know. And We know it's a damn good idea to wait for the instructions from Robbie before we do anything. <laughs> That's what we know. Although it's my understanding, just from hearing hearsay... That within the past couple of years, because Reg is a manager in ops or something like that, that people were getting, feeling some kind of way about the same kind of way that they feel about female-bodied persons in charge of stuff, acting like they in charge of stuff. Yeah, they get bent out of shape about it. Even though Reg is a man, he has not yet had the opportunity for hormones to deepen his voice and square off his jaw. So folks get bent. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> <laughs> pisses me off because I get those same kind of responses. Yeah. Pisses me off. Like none of us are women. Don't feel scared. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. They get scared. <sighs> but well, it was fun to meet that Australian guy from Singapore. He got in the elevator and he, or I got in, he was in there and he said, that looks like a William Hartnell cosplay. And I said, it is because I, you know, it, we were in a different hotel. So yes, um, I didn't expect people to talk to me about my cosplay. People stay at hotels for two or three blocks around the Marriott. Well, nobody who had gotten in the elevator with me thus far had been somebody that seemed to be from our con. Yeah. So he was a, you know, talky guy. So he, he made a lot of friends while he was there. Mm-hmm. We saw him pretty much everywhere. And so it was ha- funny. Have a little conversation with him every time. Right. Yeah. And he had worked in education too. He had also been a teacher turned bureaucrat. Mm-hmm who said exactly what I thought he would say about the American education system. (laughs) But anyway. 
Yeah, so I got the idea that the wife of the trans lady knew that I was trans. The um, the tall black-haired one? The one that we were in that line with to go see, you know, people in the evening. <gasps> yes. Okay. The woman who does the podcast called Geek Out. Yes. Yes. I think she clocked you because she was there with her trans wife. Yes. And I was... I, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure Possibly why Possibly because I wear rainbows everywhere. Mm-hmm. I still ascribe to the belief that a rainbow a day keeps the assholes away. Mm-hmm. And me walking around with a short guy holding his hand, mm-hmm. wearing rainbows. And yeah. you, you've said before that that's okay for me. Yeah. And that that even it though it might that, it could also out you be a little like, bit. You know, we were very comfortable hanging out with them. And and I know that when people are not, it's noticeable. Yes. I noticed right away because other queers, like uh, women or butch dykes or people that I don't even know their gender or Uh they just look like a queer. That's probably a female. People. Identified person, but I don't know that. Or female assigned, obviously queer people. Yes. They get bristly around me. Mm Mm-hmm. Here comes some guy. Unless they are integrated into the community well enough to clock you. They And they don't. Which is very rare. They don't, like, even look at me. It's like they saw that I was a guy and I'm a straight guy and I'm doing a thing and, and see, go it, on and do your thing and It's funny because, yeah. like, for my part, every time I see a short guy with a little bit of munchkin voice, I th- that's my first thought is, is he trans? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like if you, that's why I said, you know, people who are integrated in the community well enough that they would just naturally tune into this constellation of characteristics. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I don't know if I'm not talking at that moment or it's almost like a subconscious. Mm-hmm. They've categorized me as you're male. There's some straight guy. Mm-hmm. Move on with it. Yep. <laughs> I don't need you here. Yes, that is correct. Type of, type of deal. It's weird. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it is weird. So so that's a weird thing that happens. Uh-huh. All the gay guys hit on me and all the queer women are like... <laughs> <laughs> Which is backwards. And I've heard some butch dykes express that as like a reason that they don't want to transition, even though they may identify more with masculinity than they do with being a butch dyke. They don't want to lose that sense of community. I've seen some... Yeah, just say I, that. Could, I could see that uh, being a reason that some people would uh, do either really slow transition or they would not medically transition. Mm-hmm. Um, Our daughter is making weird noises in the next sounds room. Sounds like a squirrel in the wall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> we used to have that in Chicago. Uh-huh. Be a squirrel in the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place yeah, I lived so. in Grand Rapids had bats in the walls because we had a stairwell. It was it used to be a two-family home, but they built a stair on the outside to the second floor, and they walled off the stairwell that went all the way to the garage. Or, I mean, not the garage, that went all the way to the basement. And now we're really on rabbit trails. <laughs> we sure are. But anyway. There were bats. There were bats and squirrels and little girls. Yes. <laughs> I think that's going to be the name of my next filk song. <laughs> <sighs> uh, some of the 
Well, see, like Reg is pretty comfortable with me, but all of those little queers kind of flock to you and talk to you. Because I'm the big, fluffy NB with the rainbow, and I have performatively mastered the art of seeming welcoming. Yeah, they all want to talk to you, which is fine. And they dismiss you, which is also fine for you, because you're like, ah. That's okay, I didn't need to talk to you anyway, this, really. This is, but... this is how introverts make friends. They just get adopted by extroverts and tag along to everything. And watch what everybody's doing without having to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, Cali was overall a fairly good experience this year. Yeah. I am definitely going to be online this year when the hotel block drops because I am not missing it again this year. Well, I'm glad because it, it ups our chances significantly. Um, and and you're more invested in us being in that spot than... Yes, I am. Because it's it's not a big ordeal for you to do a thing online. It's a big ordeal for me. I was buying baseball tickets the other week, and I had to, you know, <laughs> map everything out ahead of for time. For spring training, yes. No, yeah, for no, for my sister's birthday. That's isn't that in spring training still? No, no, no. Okay, spring training's only five weeks. Okay. And the guy at my work went to spring training last week. I know. I'm feeling the pain of not being there. It's okay. It's not really. It's not okay. I'm sorry. But but that's part of us being broke this year. Broke, yeah. Well, our children have spent more money than usual. It's true. And also the other problem is having the boy managed because he does not have a spring break during spring training. And so anyhow, yeah. the, the current rabbit trail, baseball, um, <laughs> and computer skills. Yes, the, the computer skills. Uh, I my diagram the of, internet of is that intersected my section. native country. Yeah, so I I can handle that. Yeah, so very good. I, I will put the plane tickets on my calendar because I can manage those. You can so back down the rabbit hole. I do not know whether it it's may- a long fall or whether I'm falling very slowly. <laughs> right, made me think of disco. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The only show that I've ever actually wanted to find fan fiction of, because Burnham Tilly needs to be a thing. I'm sure it is, in plenty of places. Mm. So is that it for now? That is it for sure. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Are we ready? Yep. Okay. Well, we're ready to start, and then you'll have to tell me what we're talking about. (laughs) You can't do that, Bob. Make it just mad. I'm not mad, I'm just amused. I'll be mad if it keeps up for five or six minutes. Yes, you will. That happens around it. Yeah, I figured you were going to do that. (laughs) Move move the microphone closer to me. Yes, of course I did. Yeah.
I'm like, yes, yeah, you, you guys know that you don't know. Yes, we do. And so you wait. Oh, time for my shot. Oh, yay. Because <laughs> okay. you have to take the lid off first, the roof. Yes, the lid. The lid. <laughs> I'm tired. Shut up. Um, I love your smile. I love that you smile when I tell you to shut up. Keep going. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're telling a story. Ha, 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 ha.